but I've sort of made a transition um, after having children working as an employee to, to self-employed. Um, just that transition and the tax returns that's required um, at the banks that are take a little while um, to basically allow you to access the equity um, in your home. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of quite frustrating um, at the start. Um, yeah, really frustrating. Because really. <laughs> um, how long does it take you? It, I'm like a little embarrassed to say it, it did take us like 11 months. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. And welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright, and I'm the head of coaching at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guests today are James and Diana Swadling, who applied the skills they learned in business, diligence, grit, bravery to their finance process. Um, And they share a fantastic story around that and where they got to in the end, but it took some effort. And secondly, they share the key principles around money management that have given them options in their investing and businesses. So enjoy this conversation with Diana and James. Right. Um, So Diana, James, awesome to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Tom. Nice to be here. (laughs) It's really, really um, appreciated. I know... Uh, we were just having a bit of a laugh before that well, you then, yeah. say that you want to join the podcast and then um, then you actually realise you have committed and, uh, and we start. <laughs> what do I, I sign up for? pressure on you. Yes. yes. <laughs> answer questions and lock it in. Um, yeah. And I guess I've read through some of your answers because um, here at, um, you know, the, uh, the podcast, we like to be prepared. So um, these guys have done an amazing job. Um, having a bit of a think about some of the lessons that they've had with their investing. And where I'm keen to start today is finance, because a lot of people, when they start investing, because you guys are business owners, let me take it back a step. You guys are business owners, so people understand. You both run two separate businesses. Um, James, you've got a business and training athletes. Um, Diana, you've got a breast pump and maternity business. Would that be correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Predominantly like an e-commerce yeah, retailer. So, yeah. Awesome. And so you guys are, you know, busy running your, um, your businesses. Plus you have a family. How many children have you got? Two kids. Two kids. Seven and four. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Plus you're investing and learning about investing and everything that entails. So jumping through all the hoops. So, you know, first of all, hats off to you guys for, um, they say, if you want something done, go to a busy person, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, that's probably key because what stands out in having had just a couple of quick strategy sessions with you, but you work with Rob King and Riley, um, who just sing yes. your guys' praises. 
And um, and what's been really evident with you guys is you're really on the ball. So you get stuff done, you get stuff sorted. And we were talking about that before, right? Yep. So about being business owners, how the buck stops with you. And when it came to your finance, you went to unlock some equity in your home so you could start investing. So tell me a little bit about that. What happened? Well, I guess um, after we signed up, at positive we're sort of all ready to go we knew we had um equity available in our house um so we purchased our the house that we live in about 10 years ago um so we've been lucky being in sydney that it's sort of doubled in value so we had this sort of untapped um potential um that we wanted to access for deposits um but yeah, we were basically stuck uh, because we're self-employed. James is, has an established business, but I've sort of made a transition um, after having children working as an employee to, to self-employed. Um, just that transition and the tax returns that's required um, at the banks that take a little while um, to basically allow you to access the equity um, in your home. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of quite frustrating um, at the start. Um, yeah, really frustrating. Because really. <laughs> um, how long did it take you? It, I'm like a little embarrassed to say it it did take us like 11 months um so part of that was just the about six months of that was really getting that tax return um to show a a better uh, income uh and yeah just a lot of documentation um when you're self-employed um that that was probably a little bit um yeah overwhelming and definitely I think initially we had tried to just go direct to our bank um, but we definitely had to go to a broker that that's sort of a non-negotiable I think being self-employed that just keeping on top of that documentation um, yeah yeah I'd recommend a breakup yeah it is yeah (laughs) and when both of you you are self-employed and one of and I mean both of your businesses do really well but it's getting the banks to be comfortable with um, all of your numbers, making sure you're declaring enough, right? Because yes. what, we are, what we see with a lot of self-employed <laughs> people, particularly when their businesses are young, is that you minimise um, what you earn on paper to maximise your tax savings. And yes. you have to bite the bullet. There's a trade-off, right? You yes. have to actually declare a decent income so that um, you can borrow. Um, was yep. that part of your experience? Um not not so much this time but that was actually all my stuff because it's online payments I was really the hold up in in our refinancing because James had um the established business where I had sort of um sort of dotted around part-time and full-time work transitioning with, with kids so it was really the the financing was really um from my business and um the bank sort of not understanding on paper the the growth and sort of some of the expenses. Um, so just, yeah, needed to have that the two years. There was no sort of short changing that the two years no. um, of, of tax returns. Yeah. Yeah. And even sometimes it can be counterintuitive. I've had clients that have had businesses that have gone from a, a standing start and they've done X amount one year and then it's trebled the following year and the banks are like, 
nah, we're only going to allow yeah. you to use <laughs> this much of that growth. <laughs> yes. Because yes. they have these rules around what's sustainable, how they view it. And it can be frustrating because you go, well, use logic like I can show you yes. the business plan we can show you we've got a contract with this you know this person yes. that's going to buy x amount and they're still like no nah, computer says no yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so hats off to you guys for persevering because yeah. one of the key qualities that I think successful investors possess or learn to foster is um is perseverance yes um doing the grind is what I refer to it um James in my um in my training for my running it's the I think yeah. trail running is the I get to punt trail running again <laughs> the, um, <laughs> is the perfect um like training ground for investors I'd get all the investors out there trail running if I could because you do the grind you do the boring stuff you do the yeah. hard work you you have to have the discipline and do the stuff that other people don't want to do so I yes. think it's perfect I try to get all the team trail running as well I've only succeeded with Karen so far um but um back to finance because I'll go off on the tangent um so you got there in the end though so your perseverance yes. paid off and you released some equity um, yep. And then what happened? <laughs> well, it was almost a blessing that it took took that long because it it, it gave us time to speak to our coach uh, and property consultant Robin Riley, um, so that we sort of tapped into their knowledge, um, so that when we did have access to equity uh, and that feedback from the broker like knowing our like borrowing limit um we could actually take action when the opportunity came so we didn't have to sort of have some of those conversations on um you know what we were actually trying to achieve fantastic yeah. so you were able to do a lot of the prep and the groundwork while you went yes. through that process and that oh it was frustrating at the time <laughs> it was yeah, but they're both so positive yeah. and i think it links back to what you're saying about yeah. the trade running the uh the athlete mindset that positive mindset to go through those tough moments those speed bumps um i think that really helped that was great yeah oh that's nice to hear thank you yeah um and um and so what happened you got the money in your account and well i i think it was officially we purchased three properties almost in three two or three weeks like it happened like very very quickly every every one of the monday mentoring sessions the property that came up was just like, we're like oh that one looks great then the next <laughs> session would be oh that one looks great and yeah we didn't draw a line in the sand though did we yeah Oh, it, it, I'll tell you what, it's rough. It's, I was saying to Jason the other day, um, we were having a bit of a chin wag and there's an, another property up um, that's being launched. Oh, it was launched on Monday night with um, the mentoring group. And once again, it looks so damn yeah. good. Oh, oh, it's, like, it's such a curse because you just, yeah. if you could, you'd buy everything, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but you got three awesome um properties you've got something in canterbury in melbourne which for those that don't know canterbury it's about as blue chip as you can get as a suburb um and um you've got a two-bedroom two-bathroom apartment there in a low-density boutique 
apartment block in an area where there's just not many apartments. It's what we call NIMBY, so and not in my backyard suburb where residents want to maintain the streetscapes of the you know the big homes and the grassy verges and the trees and everything and so um, that property will fit beautifully into that you've got Spotswood which is an up-and-coming gentrifying area close to CBD in um, in Melbourne and you've also got a um, a property in Brisbane so Brookwater a freestanding four-bedroom townhouse which I know were hotly um, contested (laughs) amongst clients that one uh, I think everybody including um, staff and team we were all keen to jump on that one so yeah we had Diana on the (laughs) early expression of interest we had the chat a very short chat about who was faster filling in forms it's definitely Diana so she yeah we were lucky on that one yeah Yeah. Yeah. fingers (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) Uh, it's um yeah that that was a good one that one um a beautiful townhouse and you know and you got in really at the time where the market has just shot off from from that point and so a couple of those are or in fact all of them are off the plan um and sometimes people have preconceived ideas about off the plan they it's like oh you buy off the plan um you know you people have got concerns that you make a loss. Um, And I think sometimes there's a few barbecue stories that do the rounds where people haven't understood off the plan and and the time in the market that you might consider it. The supply levels um, are important. What's happening in the market is important. The type of property you buy, um, they get confused with, you know, the stories around Docklands and big development areas like that. And they assume that off the plan means that for everything, but off the plan used well. I mean, all three of those properties, you will have equity in right now um, and you haven't even settled them, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, definitely that has, was probably my experience before joining as well that um you know if you bought off the plan you know you were buying a subpar property you know all those stories about the you know apartments in sydney um you know with big cracks and things like that um so i i can't say i would have done that off the plan by myself um i definitely don't even now like my my knowledge i i definitely still need um an experienced team i think for that i don't think i would feel confident doing that on on my own um but for where we are now um off the plan i think is really going to help us um for where we are um and just having another year um for that better tax return um yeah yeah, as as self-employed um definitely um is is to our advantage yeah yeah, and it's interesting, and there's got to be some rules around off the plan. And yep. just for the reference, I wouldn't buy off the plan if I wasn't going through positive real estate either. Um, yep. And because, you know, would I go out and negotiate my own existing deal in a market that was okay to do that? 100%. Um, but off the plan it requires understanding the developer, understanding what stock's coming on the market, it, um you know, how, what's the developer's reputation? How much of that is spin? Um, it's all of that, I guess, 
um, due diligence that sometimes is only available to uh, either bigger companies that have the relationships or are in the industry all the time. And I think um, so off the plan when done well can be um, really conducive to people's results, but I'm with you. I'd only do off the plan, even myself through positive real estate. And I have done off the plan through um, positive. Um, so we cooks eating our own, our own cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I think is, yeah, is important. Which is what you also want to see as yeah. well. Like, you know, if there'd be something wrong if that wasn't happening. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And and we do encourage, um, you know, all our team to, um, to buy through positive real estate. Um, all our, just out of interest, um, all our team get um, free coaching and say free, it's um, coaching and mentoring uh, for them via the company. Yeah. So, because we want all our team to be successful financially. And I look at some of the young people that are getting out there and they've got two or three properties under their belt and they're not even 30. Yes. My Lord, they're just going to, you know, in this market, they're just going to do so well. Um, So then, um, so you've got those under your belt. Um, Some of the rules around off the plan are, um, that you always need a buffer for settlement. So yeah. um, the guys would have talked to you about having that buffer. Uh, and so that's part of your strategy, um, just in case it protects, um, because, you know, one of the risks and off the plan is you can get a low valuation regardless of the market. Um, it's very unlikely in this market, um, but yeah. sometimes we don't control when markets turn or shift. And um, so an yep. important way to protect yourself is to always have, you know, that buffer, that 5% extra buffer. Yep. Um, and, um, but beyond that, I mean, off the, the ones that you guys have got, um, like I said, you've already got equity in those, which is super exciting. When do you settle those? They all settle next year. So if they settle on time, I think it's sort of April, July and October. Mm. So yeah, fingers crossed. 100%. That's one thing control. And sometimes, believe it or not, they do finish a little bit early, um, although probably unlikely in this market. Yeah. And um, um, you said something interesting here. You said any investing journey initially starts with spending less than you earn However, if you control your spending while increasing your income, this can fast track your journey. And I thought as a pearl of wisdom, that was really important. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's these small things that people, you know, they don't always hear how important they are. So do you you want to expand on that at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think as a, 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 well, like we do spend less than we earn. So that's definitely um, like we don't have credit cards, like personal credit cards. Um, So that has always been important um, from from the get-go. But but also like life's short. Like I I don't want to not drink coffee from a cafe ever again. Um, So I think part of um, owning your own business um, is also manifesting um, your own own income. And so sometimes if you want to take that holiday, um, you know, what are you going to do in your business or, 
you know, yeah. if you're an employee, what are you, are you, you going to do so that you get that pay rise so that you can have that holiday too? Yep. Um, so it doesn't always have to be, you know, eating baked beans on, on toast because um, that, yeah, certainly wouldn't fly with me. <laughs> um, like, um, you want to have that have that sort of trade-off. Um, but I think, um, yeah, that if you focus on increasing your income, that's only going to reap the rewards later on as well. And that's definitely been, um, yeah, a key that's got us um, this far, um, yeah. that our income has sort of jotted around um, while our kids were, were little, um, but now we're sort of in a stage where we're getting those rewards for making those sort of sacrifices earlier on. Yeah, which, which is awesome. And it's that thing about if you can keep your expenses static and your income increasing, um, it's that gap that enables you to really um, supercharge yourself, whereas most yeah. people do this, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's tempting. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, yeah, I know one thing I didn't put in the notes, but one thing I do when I pay myself, because I literally pay myself like <laughs> payroll, um, is that like I pay a certain amount, you know, to our investment. Into different in accounts, so I use sort of a bucket system, so that you know that that's really the part that you're actually paying yourself is really that you know extra bit that you're putting in an offset above your mortgage or your yeah. investment or your super, um, and then the rest is what what you have. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that as a yeah. system. And um, I was going to ask you something really important about that, and it's just my mind oh, so take me through your bucket system so so you pay yourself because what I like that you guys do is that you're not living on beans and rice yeah but you're being very deliberate about where you spend your money so it's conscious yeah. choices around money which I really like yeah and if, so if you guys have something special that you want to do, be it small, special, like a, you know, a night out, a nice meal, or whatever it might be, or yep. a bigger special, like a holiday. Yeah. Tell me how you map that out. What, tell me about your bucket system. Um, so we use multiple offsets. So that's like the one negotiable when we were re renegotiating our, our mortgages that I think I have like not, yeah, I, we 11. have um, like, I think it's about, maybe nine yeah, offset but, accounts um oh so like we've got a special one for childcare, another one for holiday so that's one that's really important for us um is that we want to have those experiences as a family yeah. um so yeah. month to month that that money um is there and then yeah. obviously when you want to take that holiday you're not relying on a on a credit card you're just taking it from a um your own account that's awesome yeah so you can um, actually really enjoy it, not come back and then have to yeah. start paying have off. And yeah, it's really stress-free. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I know when I was coaching a lot of, it's, it's weird sometimes, and I don't know if you guys find this with your businesses, but you attract different customers at different times. And yeah. at one point, I there were a lot of young people that were coming looking for coaching. And by young, I mean anywhere between sort of 18 to 25, right? They were looking for coaching. And many of them didn't have a lot of uh, deposit funds. 
but they were really aware that they may not be able to get into the home that they wanted um, yep. due to, you know, starting incomes. And, um, and it was important for them that later on they had choices when they did have families. Yep. And so they wanted to use investing as a way to the whole rent vesting thing. And, yep. um, and so I'd say to them, well, could you commit to two years? like two years where you move back home with mum and dad <laughs> or you yeah. you don't travel overseas, you don't have your Avo on toast you, um, and all of that stuff. But, but we have to put a time frame on it because yep. you're right. Living on beans and rice, um, James, I guess it's like any kind of training, like it's got to be sustainable, right? There's no point yep. and you must see this all the time where people – they're like, oh, I'm in, I'm going to go and do it. I'll go to the gym, smash it out for three months and then they fall off the, the wagon, right? Yeah, the um, plan has to have longevity, yeah. does have to have longevity. And I think that's what I like about your bucket system, yeah? So have you guys yeah. found it's given you that kind of Yeah, abs- yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Next thing I liked that you guys said, because I highlighted all of these, was um, invest in yourself. Yes, yeah. Um, so really small actions can have big impact 20 years from now. Um, you know, keep contributing into super while on maternity leave if you can. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. obviously not everyone can, but if you can do, even if it's a small amount. Tell me about that. You guys got well, stuff where, yeah. It's something that um, I didn't do. Um, oh. And even, <laughs> so that would be my you know, <laughs> my yeah. advice. Learn um, from our mistakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think just in general, being self-employed, like when you're starting out and you're not making a profit, paying yeah. yourself super is like the last thing on your mind. And then you get five years in and you're like, oh, like it does actually make it make a difference. Um, so that's, that's, I guess, one of the, our next steps now, um, now that we're sort of securing more assets in our personal names, um, is that making sure we're making those contributions, um, to sort of get back on, on track for that. But I think, um, the investing in yourself as well, it could be like, if you're an employee, um, you know, a new course and that doesn't need to be, yeah, a new course or reading a self-help book. It doesn't need to be, well, it could be going to university um, that like your biggest asset is your income. Like when you're 20, um, that you've got, you know, 40 years ahead of you um, that that's, yeah, that's your your biggest asset. It's just not on paper. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And um, and so what was holding you back from investing in real estate when before PRE? So what held you back? We touched on it a little bit with a um, you know, a bit of a lack of confidence, maybe, and um, and then and you had the kids and all of that happening. So tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Because you bought your home. Yeah, so we bought our house 10 years ago. Yeah, 2012. Um, so we yeah. sort of did the, yeah, get, got married, bought a house and had kids. So it was like tick, tick, tick. Um, <laughs> and then it, we always sort of had the idea that we would love to um, invest, but um, we, it just, it's bad to say, it, we just didn't prioritise it in those, those early um, days. Um, yeah. But we did 
um, start our start our own um, businesses. Um, so there was a yeah, I don't think we really could have started any earlier while we were starting our own yeah. business because genuinely there was income holding us back from um, serviceability. Um, yeah, and then yeah, just lack of confidence. I think like we where were, to start. Yeah, that we, we didn't yeah have a plan or the confidence to execute the plan, and you know that's where PREs helped out. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think when we purchased, we purely just purchased our house where we wanted to live. Like we didn't do any crazy analysis um, yeah. in, in Sydney um, and it, we're not knowledgeable on the, you know, different property markets across Australia. I think buying sight unseen, it's not something that um, I could have done all, um, by myself. I think I would have yeah. been too much of a control freak. <laughs> um, but yeah, I for sure um, the 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 lack of confidence was definitely yeah stopping us moving forward. And yeah, Robin Riley certainly helped us. We had a lot, lots of conversations over a long long period of time, um, and they were yeah. able to sort of uh, guide us because I, I think cool. the three properties like it. It's a sort of a vanity metric um, that it, it sounds really great, but it's also like what it what it does for you and like what's the results. Um, um, so like I know Riley, there was some opportunities that, you know, is this the right fit for me? And I think on a couple of occasions he actually said no. Um, so it's, you know, I think it's always important that you trust who you're, you're speaking to and they're like, this is not the right thing for your your situation um so yeah rob and riley have been great oh awesome um often and i don't know if this was your experience but often we gravitate to stuff that makes us feel like it's safe like it's not too big a big a jump on something and i think um what i say to clients is buy the best that your your situation will allow you to buy so you know not everyone can get into a two-bedroom apartment in Canterbury like that's a A plus property in an A plus location yeah Um, but buy the next best thing that you can afford Um, yeah because you know people will always buy quality and it's uh, you know as an investor if you're offloading and it's quality that has that emotional attachment that um, your owner occupier will always stretch their limit to buy something that they want or they're attached to or they can see themselves in or there's or that they want to be seen owning and so it's the owner occupier that drives the capital growth if you're buying investment stock you think about investors we always try to get the lowest price possible yeah, we'll negotiate hard. we drive the prices that yeah. way yeah. if we if we could control it yeah. and so um yeah always buy the best you can did you find initially that price point was something you were confident with I mean you're from Sydney so maybe price point wasn't yeah. an issue because you're used to bigger price points in Sydney of course I wish <laughs> no we're not that bad <laughs> um yeah I think we had sort of discussed that around that sort of 700,000 was um, yeah. where we were sort of 
confident um, where we could sort of go for a little higher quality rather than sort of having multiple properties at a at a lower price point yeah um but yeah it is it is scary to think about like when you because our you know how much you spent on your first house 10 years Mm. ago it's like oh my goodness I'm spending what on an investment that I haven't seen before (laughs) um so yeah it is it is daunting even when you do all the homework it is still daunting when you um make that final decision and sign the paperwork it all seems very real so you're like (laughs) yeah oh good on you guys and you know a theme um that comes through for you guys for me if I had two words to describe you guys would be um diligent and brave um and (laughs) not trying to blow hot air up you or anything (laughs) it's interesting because um you know you have been brave um you've gone out and done some stuff that's probably been outside your comfort zone but you've made the effort to learn and engage and understand what you're doing which um I would think has given you some confidence to take action um and then you're diligent like spending 11 months and there's nothing to be embarrassed about that like um I think when (laughs) I was (laughs) when I was going through um in the early 2000s a heavy stage of investing I was in acquisitions phase and buying a lot of properties I think I had something like 32 credit hits on my file I remember the bank questioning why I had so many applications (laughs) for finance I didn't buy 32 properties but I had you know I've been applying for a lot and um, and um, I know how much work was required to push through and get finance. And, and we were low-doc borrowers back then as well, which you would think made it relatively straightforward. But being business owners, same thing. Um, it was absolute hell on wheels sometimes trying to get stuff through um, lenders. But um, hats off to you guys for pushing through, like, I want everyone to really hear that and get that. That yeah. sometimes we grumble about four weeks to get finance, eleven yeah. months. I'll just say, <laughs> go watch the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And then, and then it's like pent up demand. Bang, bang, bang. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah. And I guess um, let's go to that classic story. So if you could give yourself your younger self, some advice, knowing what you know today. What would you say to young James and young Diana? I'll let you individually. Um, well, seek help from the experts earlier. Um, yep. uh, I think we probably um, <laughs> uh, weren't brave enough. Well, certainly I wasn't brave enough. Um, to explore those opportunities and and get that help um yeah. but uh but 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 that that was the key for us just getting us on that right path um helping us to get that confidence to find what we we're looking for what suited us um and have all of our questions answered yeah um yeah that's oh, awesome. it there <laughs> fantastic diana Jane stole mine. <laughs> it was the better of the two. It's like, why did you let my husband go first? Um, <laughs> you guys are But funny. yeah, mine was um, the seek, seek help earlier. I think um, 
just yeah. could have maybe quickened a, a little bit um, because we didn't sort of reach out till we thought we were ready. That um, yeah. I think even if you've got credit card debt or or something like that, that it it doesn't have to. The journey doesn't start like when you're right ready to buy um the journey starts wherever you're at now um that you can actually change your position whatever that is um yeah but yeah Yeah. the earlier you seek advice that you can um change that and improve yeah your situation 100 percent. i absolutely concur the amount of people that have sat down in front of me even and said oh i don't think i can do anything right now and i've been able to buy two properties yeah it's like um it's like you don't know what you don't know yes um, and even if you are in a um a not so great position uh getting some help can mean you get out of that position faster um yep. and do less damage to credit files and bits and pieces yep um so yeah very sage advice um and so before we wrap it up anything that either of you want to share that i haven't touched on um James, Diana? No. I think, yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, Much appreciated um, having you on today Uh, and um, some good gems in amongst all of that. So um, thanks again and uh, good luck with your investing. And uh, no doubt you'll um, settle those three beautifully. And uh, I would suggest that there'll be some nice equity in that. So good work, guys. And great luck with your business. Thank Thanks, you. Tab. Thanks, Tab. My pleasure. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> he did steal my thing off yeah. the page. I was like, it's the one that's highlighted. He started to merge. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's okay they sort of merged but anyway (laughs) i'm like i'm sticking with mine i thought i was the spokesperson yeah (laughs) anyway so funny oh oh, well good work guys so um obviously don't hesitate to sing out if you need anything um and um uh james send me through what you do yeah. yeah, yeah, well, so so how long's the Mount Buffalo one? Because that's about uh, 10k's up, but maybe you're doing more. Yeah, I, I know the mountain itself, Mount Buffalo, is about 10k. Yeah, is that how long it is for you? The run? No, it's uh, it's a marathon, so um, oh god, <laughs> but it's the opposite, it's 10k. We start at the top. So it's 10K down. So I'm going to absolutely smash my legs. And my it's quads. worse. <laughs> yep. And then it's then it's up and down. Um, I think it's about 1,800 vert all up. Um, okay. Yeah. And the last hill has a 40% gradient. Oh, Jesus. You're just climbing. walking up. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Power hiking, we call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No walking wow. or jogging allowed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be some fun. Yeah. yeah. When's that one? When's April, that one? April the 3rd. April. Oh, gosh. You haven't got far to go. No, no. I mean, like, this, is, this is me. I do my, and I've got my physio and I run everything past him. I do my. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I map it all out and 
I'm looking forward to next week because it's a down week. I, I do a yeah. three week three week cycle for. I just find at my age I, I need a rest week in between. Oh all that. yeah, 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 yeah. Three yeah, week cycle, so two on, one off. Um, oh, not off one. completely. I just drop. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I build up. Um, this week's my big week, um, but I'll do it like like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people. Taper. Yeah, will try and do a three on one off, but I think that's too much for most people. Yeah, it, I'm turning fifty three next week, so um, I'm finding I I just I need it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm in yeah. bed so early, like my kids have all left home and everything so um, yeah I, I just I'm in bed by seriously sometimes about seven o'clock at night <laughs> I'm just like yeah, recovery yeah. that's my dream like, yeah. <laughs> I know trust me it was my dream at one point too and now I'm living yeah. the dream <laughs> yeah. except the marathon yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. chocolate a cup of tea Netflix bed that's yeah me. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh. Cool. So yeah. when is any this going to air? Where any am I? <laughs> yeah. Any any tips for Antarctic marathon? Oh, oh. well, um, let's see. Um, so so the girl I coached, the woman I coached, she she did the Arctic and Antarctic in the same year, mm. and and she was the first female across the line for both of them. So. We called her the bipolar champion of the world. Um, she, um, uh, yeah, so I'm, if it's the same, I think it's, it's short loops, isn't it? It's like a 6K loop no, around and around and around. So I think... Well, that doesn't sound like much fun, but I'm up but, for it. So yeah. mentally... White, like... Yeah, exactly. White, it's it's like, like, yeah, the, the, the white torture. Yeah. Um, uh, it, now this is one cheeky one. Let someone go first, so they can break the snow in front of you because it makes an easier running. Generally, that's not like too it. much of a problem unless you're planning to win the thing outright. Nah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so that's always good. Um, the the wind and the blizzardy conditions helps if you work as a pack together. Oh, um, yes. So like someone's cycling. breaking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and sharing the the the, the heat coming yeah. off other people um and and, and then the <laughs> might the, be changing your mind the, no, no, the no, high, i love it really the <laughs> hydration the hydration is tricky as well um ah. just making yeah I, i'm not sure exactly how it's worked how it works is i've not experienced it but being able to get the water the fluids in without it freezing on your lips or on your body because that could be so yeah so i think think of that yeah yeah i will definitely be coming to you if if the day i book it in i will be booking in my first my first coaching session with you if you take any any older people on like me oh Um, that's yeah yeah oh that's interesting yeah, that's all stuff I hadn't even thought about. And how long did it take her? Because I mean, I know my trail marathons are very different to road marathon. My road, yeah, marathon. Well, okay, yeah, uh, absolutely. That like she was a uh, a four hour marathon runner. I think this yeah. was over six hours. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, say, yeah, over I six thought, hours. Yeah, she hasn't done too bad then, because even. Um, 
I did 50k in just over six hours trail um and I'm just over four hours for a marathon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oof, road that marathon. sounds yeah similar yeah yeah yeah, and I think it can, ah. can uh, it's just so exposed, it can change. Sometimes you get good, clear days. I think, yeah. I forget which one. It I was definitely the, tough. The, like the, she yeah. Was, I think because she's done a few, she had done a few marathons. Yeah. Because her partner that, was cra- like crazy. He was in the army. Like he, oh, okay. I think he had, yeah. Like so he so was the doing partner, Dave Goggins or something. He, yeah. Yes, he was, yeah. he was ex-SAS. <laughs> And oh, and yeah. what what he'd done is he'd um he'd coached a, a group of friends from his workplace to do the UTA hundred. What's your name? Uh, Demel Zafar and James oh, no. Anderson. No. Um, no, no, no. Uh, and, and and so James he did the hundred k trail run with his teammates, but you know they're sort of tapping along, <laughs> and he finishes like okay, well. Well, you guys got your run in. Now it's time for me to get my run in. So he ran He ran the course himself, another 100Ks, then slept on the side of the trail for four hours and did the 100K run back. He so was nuts. 300Ks of running in four days. Uh, Insanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. Yeah, there's crazy. a few runs at the moment. Crazy. Have you heard of Delirious? Uh, oh, you're Sydney. There's, um, there's Delirious West. Um What's that? And, uh, that is, that's Who's over in Oh, is it a person? Or is hey. it, is it a person? No, no, no. Delirious okay. West is the yeah. run. It's um, yeah. 280 or 350, I can't remember which, miles. Um, and they do it, same thing, over um, four, four days. But there's one in Adelaide and there's one, I can't remember what the, what the east one is. Um, but there's one that I've just started um, here. Like people do crazy. I don't have any desire to do. I'll, I'll, I'll do a hundred miler. That's my big, my yeah. big one. Yeah, that's twenty three. I'm going the miler, but then that that's it. Uh, and I won't do it on a regular basis. Yeah. A, oh gosh, it's like Check a one off just to say I did it. Yeah, um, but and I've got a hundred coming up this year, K, but. And then I'll just, I'll be back down to, yeah, nice stuff that means I <laughs> don't marathon. myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. An easy marathon. Easy marathon. Like. <laughs> Have you seen the Jungle Marathon? No. I think I, I've shown you this Jungle Marathon. It's, I think I, yeah. uh, I, I'm not sure if it's still operating. It might be. It was a few years ago. Um, the, the Jungles of Brazil. You, that, that there's different options. You can do the marathon, a 42k run through the jungle, or you can do like a six-day event, which is like you run 10k's one day, half marathon the oh, next, yeah, yeah, 12k's, yeah. and then you finish yeah. with the full marathon. But it's through jungle terrain, so you're going through water traps. People see jaguars in the bush. Yeah, I- there's. Oh yeah, and uh, anyway, yeah, and that's humidity. an experience. The humidity yeah. is what would nail me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Lara Pinter, you can do the the course up in um, you know the um the outback out by Uluru and all of that. Oh, yes, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can that do four like days. Yeah, on that, but it's the heat. I, I'm no good yeah. in heat. Yeah, yeah. neither. No. 
Like, even this humidity we've had this summer has yeah. just nailed me. I'm yeah. useless in heat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Oh, sounds like we've got lots to talk about. Send me your stuff. <laughs> yeah, cool. We'll do. <laughs> you can I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank yeah. you again, guys. Oh, and, no um, worries. I hope it was. hope it was good. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. This will probably you were good. This will probably great. be the only episode that I won't listen to. <laughs> I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> listen to it. You yeah. get used to it. You see yourself really? on video and you just go, oh, my God, is that what I look like? But then it's like, doesn't matter or sound okay. like. Yeah. I, I've only been interviewed once for a different podcast from my, like, e-commerce coach from a oh, couple yeah. of years ago and I still haven't listened to it. I said that I was going to get drunk one night and listen to it so that I wouldn't care that I still haven't. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, I won't be offended if you don't, but um, yeah. no, nah, it's awesome. Thank you guys so yeah. much. Oh, cool. <laughs> Thank awesome. you very Take much. Care. Thanks, Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.